Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. It is a shade before 10 p.m. For those listening later on on the podcast feed, this is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You are joining our regular Spotify Live. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your time with me. Well, the Mavericks rewarded our loyalty, our patience, and 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 really came through today with a outstanding win, one fifteen to ninety, uh, a, a thorough of a of a dismantling of a team as I have seen this this uh, Dallas Mavericks squad put together all year. And what do you know? It came just one game after Coach Jason Kidd got on them about their defense. The defense looked pretty dang good, pretty did. Part of that could be, in theory, attributed to Christian Wood not being in the lineup, but I don't really think that's fair. For those who didn't know, he uh, has a fractured thumb and maybe out for some time. The Mavericks just really pummeled the heat. Uh, great defensive game plan. Dwight Powell did a fantastic job on Bam Adebayo. And really, the team did as a whole. Um, they, they pissed off Jimmy Butler, which is a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what's what's going on. There's a lot of stuff. That I think we could talk about this uh, talk about this game. Um, some of you guys are chatting uh, in in the in the chat about um, some of the changes that are coming to SB Nation, and I am willing to address what I can if you want to bring that up. Otherwise, I'll wait until like kind of the closing minutes of the podcast, and I will will discuss that. So, if you want to come up on stage, please invite yourself up, um, and I will will go talk to everybody this was fun wins are fun it's it's remarkably weird how that goes uh coming up first we're gonna bring my man micah up who who is all you know he's usually last just because he comes in here a little bit late but now he's gonna go first so micah hit that unmute button and and spew us some some unbridled joy at an actual victory okay actual victory where we look like a competent basketball team that's right it's fun isn't it it is fun (laughs) It's hilarious. You called it so many times. You said, when you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on a four-game winning streak or a four-game losing streak. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's it's funny. It's fun, though. It's yeah. fun. But um, maybe Max Cruz figured out he shouldn't shut his mouth before he talked bad about Luca. I mean. Because obviously playing. Hey. Obviously, it's hard playing with all those superstars over there too. Yeah, but yeah. This thing, well, it's but it's they, they shot. Me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I enjoyed me. kind of just seeing Luca being mean to smaller defenders. Like there's like Tyler Hero was really working his ass off, and Luca just made him look stupid. And I that just it brings a certain joy to my heart when he's locked. That obviously Luca going five for six from three at one point was was kind of what allowed the other things to operate for him because they have to guard the three point shot. But this this team did a really that Luca made the extra pass early, which I thought was was helpful because against um, the Hawks he really played the string out on the double teams a little too long. He moved the ball quickly tonight, and the Heat were not just throwing doubles; they were throwing like almost like a guy like they're throwing an extra guy and a half sometimes at him, particularly when he was on, um, on a particular side of the floor. It was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed watching this one a great deal. Right. It, just all, all around. I mean, after getting your back blown in by 
over 130 points. It's nice to hold a team under 100 that has three guys on it that are averaging over 20 a game. Yeah. So it, it was all fun. It's good. I liked it. It was hilarious that Josh uh, came out. <laughs> First thing he tweeted was, "So do I get to do I get to message?" Woods agent about defensive numbers with him not on the floor. Right. I know. It's it's that was really funny. Um and and I just I, I had a great time with this. So well, you got anything else for us? But yeah, it's fun. No. Let's uh let's just hear some other people talk. Let's all enjoy That's this. Right. It's fun. That is right. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining. Okay, we're gonna go next to Ewan. What's happening, my friend? Hey, Mass Party, what's up? <laughs> I I am just this has just been an incredibly weird day for me. Um you I think you yeah, judging by your profile photo, you have a small child. My my six year old was home with me all day and he was feeling better after feeling sick. And it's like, can I send him to school now? And so getting Getting a Mavs win after after being uh, up, you know, Dad, why don't you build Legos with me? Because Dad's got to work. That's why it was just it was very nice to 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 get him to to turn on the TV and get a Mavs win. Yeah, while well, watching the game, my son was like running in front of the TV. He's like, uh, "Dad, I'm gonna show you who Luca is." I'm like, "Yeah, show me," you know, because we listen to the podcast and stuff. So he like he knows like the the Locked On Mavs kind of intro song and stuff like that. So he just be pointing Luca out for me on the TV. So that was that was fun. Yep, but like um, like I said, it's always good to beat the Heat, you know. So and and the way that we beat them was pretty nice. And um, like I said, like they posted that like this team is the lowest scoring team Luca has, average wise in his career. Mm. You know, that's like a talking point before the game when they asked Spoelstra about it. And after the game, he's like, "Oh, you know, you guys kind of jinxed us, jinxed us," you know. And of course, Luca went for 34, 12, and seven. You know, could have had more assist if Dodo and him break that beautiful play he did between the legs behind the back pass, and Dodo bricked it to the right of the rim. So. Like, I'm glad you brought that up. I Dodo above the break is is criminal. <laughs> it's God. It 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 makes laces out. It's like like the, such a wide right. It's like what is happening it, it, when you're that like it's yeah. I, I, it's hard to explain, guys. Dodo was on the left side of the rim. So he was like, a, like at the, the free throw line extended up to the top of the key. He missed to the right and the ball ricocheted right. like a yeah. pinball. Like that's such a horrendous shot when you're wide open. I, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a bad shot. It's just, it's, it's so much to take away from this game. Like it really is like Josh Green, you can see his impact on the game and what he can do. And you saw that little pick and roll thing him and Luca had going. Yes. Passed it back to Luca and Luca just, you know, had a little mid mid range, you know, I'm like, that was nice. You got to run that a little yeah. bit more, you know, more often. And if you look at the box score, you see that Spence shot a little bit. It wasn't the best shooting percentage, but it felt like during the game, he just made shots at the right time. Like, you know, they making a run, he makes a three, they're making a run. He just, sure. You watch the game, you be like, I don't really know what's going on with Spence, but the shots he makes is like timely buckets, like when yep. you need a momentum stopper, you know. So that was that, that was pretty good. And um, lastly, with Lucas, like, you know, we always talk about you can't speed him up. You know, he works at his own pace. And there was a there's a specific play when they had um thing it was a guy named Dave Vincent, 
yes. was guarding him on a three-point line, and he was pressuring Luca so bad, but Luca just had the ball above his head with the time running down. And, you know, certain players in that moment would probably start to panic, like, you know, I have to move, I have to make a decision, I have to rush. And Luca just stood there, you know, being the guy that he is, the physique he is, and Gabe Vincent trying to pressure him, he ended up being a foul on Gabe Vincent. And I'm watching the game like, like, you really is nothing you could really do to Luca, honestly. Yes, yeah. if he's missing, he's missing, and you can't really speed him up. It's like he's so poised, his composure is on another level. It's like you can't, you can't, you can't like aggravate him. Really, it's just it's 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 great to watch. It's really great to watch. Yeah, when they're on, it's it's just so fun. Like it just doesn't get old watching Luca do this stuff. At least it hasn't for me, and I doubt it has for anybody in here. Where it's like, okay, well, they're going to try something different tonight, or they're going to try a different set of defender. Like Bam Adebayo guarded Luca pretty good in the first half, but it just didn't matter. And and like that's the favorite that like we're we're already at like MVP Dirk level where the kind of stuff it's like, oh, nothing is going to bother Luca. Nothing bothers like the only thing that bothers Luca is yeah. himself. Like when he misses shots or when the refs aren't giving him stuff and. Uh, I just I had a great time watching that game. And and it was early. Just can't put enough emphasis. And then we got another early game on Sunday. Yeah. This is this is just living my best life type stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know if a lot of people here watch a lot of podcasts, but they had that podcast with Spence. Um, I can't forget the name of it, but I watched it today when he went on there and he was talking. They had like snippets yeah. of it on Twitter. So I watched the whole thing and he was pretty much saying like, you know, Luca will just come down and be like, hey, Spence, this is what I'm about to do to this guy right now. I'm about to give him up. <laughs> You know, I'm a post-up, fadeable, one leg off the glass. And he wouldn't necessarily say it to the defender, but he would say it to Spence. But the defender's right there. So he kind of, it's kind of like an insult, but not directly. You know what I'm saying? So as you watch the game, when he's switched on Bam and he's going one-on-one with Bam and he just gets to his spot, he just raises up and the shooter three right in his face. And it's kind of like, he's, it was pretty good defense. It's like Bam high-fived him, but it, it didn't matter. It was just. He's so disrespectful. And, yeah. and I, I think that when they're out of the game, other NBA players absolutely love it because everybody is, everybody showboats, and the way he does it is just so. It, Dirk never did shit like this. He just killed you. He just killed. He never did the. He never did the like the outright yeah. showboating unless he was really feeling himself. Like Luca's just doing stuff. The heat. I, I was following some heat bloggers who seemed very shocked that Luca was targeting Bam, and it's like he does this all the time. He wants the challenge. He's bored. It's great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy we got the win. You know, I'm pretty. A lot of people have a lot of stuff to say. There's so much more to talk about. Tim Hardaway. How Bullock, did we win a Tim but, Hardaway one for ten know. game? That's wild. <laughs> All right, man. I'll I'll be here Sunday. All right. Thanks, man. Talk soon. All right. Let's go with um, let's go with Krishna. And and Krishna, I'm gonna have to boot you after a period of minutes because you're. I I love doing playbacks. Like, wow, Krishna's been up on stage for 15 minutes. What's going on? How's it going? (laughs) Good, Kirk. How are you? I'm good. What'd you think? Did you watch this one? Yeah, I watched uh, pretty much the second half uh, and then a bit of the second. I thought it was okay. I mean, part of it is just that, you know, I kind of talked about it in the Hawks game. I didn't think Josh and Dorian were going to make the biggest difference, but I don't think I'm completely wrong on that still, but I do think the effort on defense is better. And I think on some part, the heat offense is just not the best. Um, they've tried to rectify their, their like problems, but they just, they don't have a creator. And, 
that's a problem. But I also think Jimmy Butler is still a really good player. He can still score. They won a lot, three and straight, thought, and they beat the pants off the Pelicans. Yeah, and I think I I still think it's a good win, right? Like we can make all these qualifiers, but I thought there were some really good moments. Um, I think one stood out to me was in the third. Josh gets beat on the edge, and I remember Jimmy. He's just about to shoot like a turnaround um, on the on the lot close to the. Gosh, I can't even remember. Close to the rim. And Josh is right there. And then Luca is right there for the double. And I thought they did a really good job um, of that all day long. I think it was surprising how good Dwight is on Bam Adebayo. Like, Bam is a good player, but it's always Great shocking. Player. Yeah, it's always shocking to me how much Bam is kind of it offensively, I feel like. I, it's it's like he limits himself. I, I, he's yeah, I mean, super he's, duper skilled. He's like, to me, and, and I yeah, think a, a lot of people share this. I'm not the original. I'm not super original with this. But, like, he might be the ideal Luca pick-and-roll partner. And I, he just doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't attack enough. He's he's just a little too timid. Like, he should have eaten tonight. That's an indictment on him that he didn't do better against Powell. I agree. I, I also find it, like, maybe he adds, like, a three-point shot that would make him a even bigger threat. And I don't know. I, I don't know if that ever happened. But part of you've seen that, like you saw in the playoffs last year, where just like he had games where he was just not there mm-hmm. offensively. And for as great of a defender he is, that obviously sucks. But you know, getting on the positives, I really liked the the whole play of the team. I mean, Reggie hitting threes was awesome. And you know, it's not to say that fans are don't have any right for to get frustrated at Reggie. They do absolutely. But it's great to see the guy making his shots. And he's shooting more. That's what's helping him. Yes. When he would have these one for yes. three games in 38 minutes, it's like, Jesus Christ. Because you go look at his December shooting, he shot 37.5%. I wouldn't have imagined that had somebody not told me to go look. It's like, there's no way. And he he did pretty well in December. He just didn't shoot enough. And now we're at, we're through 20, I don't know, we're through 20 days of the month. He shot 60 times or 50, 59 times from three already. Yeah, and he's he's close to fifty yep. percent, if not. So he's low, twenty-eight which is, for fifty-nine. So I think that's just slightly it, over. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the great miracles of the world. I mean, people know more about Haley's comment than how Reggie Bullock doesn't start shooting three till January. Um, but it's great to see. And then, you know, I think you tweeted about it, and a lot of people are excited. I mean, that Josh play where he just goes right at Victor and then gets the end one. It's kind of a it's so different. Like he has, I don't think I ever questioned the athleticism. I think it was always for me about the confidence and it's why I'm excited about him and I'm glad he's doing well. And it's good to get this win after so many losses and and to kind of swing things around overall and just the mood for the team and the fans. Yes. Yes. Well, what else you got for us? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I I was just going to say on the trade stuff, it's interesting. I'm not too big into it. I, I love how much the proposed Pascal Siakam trade has gotten I mean, so many fans. Just, that's not enough for this guy. That's not enough. Do people realize? No, this guy was nobody an watches NBA anybody player? but their own team. And if they say they do, they're either they're either in their twenties and single, or they're lying. There are no other I mean, options. The, the only reason I know how good this guy is is I try to follow like no dunks. They try yes, to do a really good right. job of no. Yeah, if you follow some national podcasts and you're like, listen, when they talk yeah. about teams, yes, but it's just it's hard to watch teams each night. No, and, and I'm not even going to yeah. claim I know it perfectly, but you can also go to basketball reference and look at the guy's numbers. And they're fucking phenomenal. 
The guy's 28. <laughs> he's in his prime. He's averaging. He's averaging tri- close to a triple double. Like this is a this is an All NBA player. Like of course it's going to take a lot. And also one of those guys. I like Josh a lot, right? Like I'm on Josh Green Island. Yeah. Josh, I have a Josh Green mansion. But look, if it's Siakam, like right. I, I get that's it. why it's you want good young players to make them appealing for actual stars. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Um, for me personally, I, I obviously I would do it, but I, I also just don't think that's completely viable. I think the trade deadline is always going to be a, a higher – it's always going to be a more bloated um, like value than in the summer. Now, obviously, in the summer, you have to see what assets you actually have. But I, I just don't think it'll happen because I, sure. I think the Raptors – I don't think the Raptors do it. I, I just they're just not that kind of team. Like they, they they had an opportunity to blow it up before they got Kawhi and they didn't do it. So I, I just don't think that's gonna happen. But I do think there are more realistic trades out there. Like I mean the the Hornets, like go to the Hornets and maybe you get Jalen McDaniels, like you could do that. Give a second and like Tim or something, or go get PJ Washington, like guys who are younger and you know have opportunities. Everything's but... everything's a mess. Every like trade value stuff is always difficult, but then you take a look at what's gone on the past several years with, um, or I mean, really just the past year with trade, like first round pick valuations and the market's going to be busted for a while. It's why I really, it's not that I don't want them to do anything. It's just, I don't want them to pay too much for something that doesn't matter. So. I agree. It's, it's kind of why I've been more, I've been okay if they trade a second, but I, I'm, I, I would be worried about trade. trading the first. Like the, I think they have two. I think they have two. And those are all, yeah. yeah. And, and those are way in the future. I think they're like 28, 29, yeah. something like that. And, but it's kind of why, like, I just don't really see anything happening. And if it does, it's kind of like a swapping chair situation rather than a, a really moving the needle. And I think that's fine, right? Like this team needs to get its picks together and needs to go for a, a bigger star later on. And again, like you said, like OKC and the Pelicans are going to have so many picks yep. um, very, very soon. And I'm interested to see what that does because at some point they can't keep all those picks and, or they can't keep all those players. So I'm interested to see what domino falls first, whether it's those teams trading their players or they they trade their picks at a lower value because at some point, teams are going to say, "Hey, you have to trade these picks or these yep. players. Like, you cannot keep them." There, there. I, I made a series of like really bad jokes. There's a, there's a player, and we're just off the rails. Who cares? There's a player um, coming up in USA Basketball. He's from the state of Maine. His name is Cooper Flag. He is a <laughs> sophomore, and he is white as what snow and is somebody made the joke on my timeline today where it's just like like him and Chet, Cooper and Chet in Oklahoma City. Just because <laughs> it's like, it's, he's, a, he's phenomenal, A, but it means a sophomore. So what are you going to do? Um, in high school, he's like 16. But it's um, it's it's and it's and like, oh, Oklahoma City is going to draft him years from now because of course they are because they have all those dang picks, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, I know if- – we faced Houston so many times and there's been a lot of talk about how Houston's kind of tanking has gone poorly, but OKC, I think is, you know, we can look at it and say it's a tank, but Sam Presti is also a very smart guy and he's got a good coach in place, uh, Missoula and not Missoula. I always forget his name, Mignon or something like that. And he's a good coach and they have good players. I mean, Shea, I think is going to be an all-star and a worthy all-star at that. And 
Um, Giddy is still a great player, and I think they have that structure in there where it's not it's not like they're accustomed to losing, right? And they're accustomed to playing a system of basketball, which I think is helpful, but that's kind of besides the point. I think overall, it's just interesting to see, right? It's a bloated transfer or transfer. I'm into soccer. It's a a bloated trade block where a lot more buyers because of the play in and who knows what the sellers are going to do if they want to. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm just glad the team got a win and hopefully everyone gets a good night's rest. Thanks, bud. Talk soon. Okay, let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Uh, sort, sort of forget what I was going to say because the Christian was on. No, I'm just joking. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a great speaker. I, I love hearing it, <laughs> his takes and all. <laughs> wow. um, so, yeah, oh, great, great win, obviously. Uh, always like to beat the Heat. I don't really think we've beaten the Heat that much in the last, what, 12 years since That's we won the finals. Because the Heat are always pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think there was one year, maybe a couple years ago, where we actually beat them they, twice. Luka in that hurt year. his ankle in 2020 in the opening play against the Heat. It was like 2019. It was um, that December, and that was when him and Porzingis were absolutely cooking. And then things were just like yeah, yeah. the same between Porzingis and Luka after that. He sprained his ankle on like the first play of the game. It was a real bad high ankle sprain. He missed like a month. It's rough. Oh. Well, that's the current injury. I kind of just got over a high ankle sprain. It, it takes, yeah, it takes about a month. So, um, but I was out, out on the court this week. But yeah, with Luca getting, man, the way he's getting double teamed is really getting annoying. I, he didn't really seem like they were doing too much of that in the second half, but because I guess our guys were hit. But this is just a concern of mine, man. Like I know we won tonight, but it's just only a matter of time before I feel like he's going to get injured. I mean, he's just getting doubled the whole game, and they're just going to live with the result. But. As long as our guys are hitting threes, I guess maybe teams will start backing off on doing that. Or I don't know. What do you think? Maybe coaches are saying, screw it. We'll, we'll just live with the other guys. If they make their shots, fine. I mean, if not, then I don't know. It's, well, it's, with, it's with too small a team, I think they're just going to have to live with, with what they're doing. And, and if they scramble harder defense, then it'll it, – you know, I, I expect them to play basically 500 basketball until Wood comes back. Fortunately for them, that may be just fine because the West below, like the Mavericks are fifth still, despite all this, this shit show, they like a three game losing streak. They're still fifth. Yeah. Yeah. They're a couple of games above, I think the, uh, the sixth spot or something. They just, what ton of those teams like six through 10 or six through 11, they're, they're currently winning. All of them have won recently. We just got to like, just win at least every other game. I mean, we, we want to win every game, of course, but, um, well, the so Clippers what, what, are in like a bad place. They're in a ba- like that's why that loss to them was so maddening. But Kawhi just he seems to like to kill us. And you look at the next. Yeah, few, I'm like, please, please have a load management game against us. Jesus Christ! The, Every time we play them, I swear he comes out and he's just. Uh, I, that's just right. Game six, game six of 2021. I and I was there in the building. That was so fucking annoying. It's like he cheated the whole season. It seemed like I guess he was going through an injury, but he, he comes was back so good. And it was and he went nuclear. Like just, just I, I always tell people that that might be the one of the top five performances I've ever seen anyone do. Not just because he shot like sixty percent from the floor, but he guarded Luca really well and really. And it's like to do both is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's so impressive. Just looking yeah. back at, it, I'm not saying we would have won sure. the title in 2021, but up up seventeen in the second quarter, and then you take Luca mm-hmm. out. Whatever rotation was going on with Rick Carlisle, oh, just keep him in. He's cooking. He was cooking too. So. Luca was, but um, with Wood, is there any timeline on how long he's going to be out? Is it three or four games, probably? Or? Who's this? Uh, 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 Christian, Christian Wood. Wood. Sorry, I was reading oh. about um, friggin' 
Shannon Sharp has been escorted out of of the of the game uh, that's on ESPN right now. He was at, I guess it's Lakers Grizzlies, and Shannon Sharp was escorted out of the game because he got like like uh, Ja Morant and Stephen Adam, like a number of. He said something to a number of Grizzly players who like lost their minds. So sorry, I was like reading about this for a second. Oh, oh, I was about to say, did you, did you get an argument with Skip Bayless? Did they go to the well, game? And to answer your question about <laughs> about Wood, I I don't know because a, a broken thumb it, it it impacted his play the rest of that game, so he was able to play. Yeah. But the question kind of becomes is like it's a pain tolerance thing. He seems to be a pretty tough guy, so hopefully a couple of weeks. But then, does it yeah. how does it affect everything? And here's another question. Like if he, uh, because he's going to be out a few games or whatever, um, if he doesn't sign that extension, like do you really feel like the Mavs, uh, I just don't want them to do the same thing with the whole Brunson and just, just lose him. You know, like do you think that they would move on from him and just, if they got a good trade, trade. Package, oh, I mean, if, they, they a- if I, I still think they would, they would move. I'm, I'm at the move mood to today. I will change my mind on this every day until trade deadline. I think if the right offer presents himself, they move it. Cause I don't think they want to have to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But, um, and yeah, lastly, Bertans needs to shoot a freaking three. Every time he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's just like trying to do all these different things, but he needs to be the decoy out there uh, on the limited minutes that he has because it's just annoying. He's just not taking that many shots, or maybe he's not getting that many. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about Bertans at all? Just uh, he tries so hard, but he can't defend, and it, at a certain point, it just it's too hard. Like the spot minutes that he gave Dallas tonight, or I was amused by. I mean, he made an up and under bank shot, which killed me. Um, I just, I don't know what, if he's just, I think we've said this for years. If he hits his, like you give him a shot immediately. If he hits like one of his first two shots, keep playing him. Otherwise pull him out. Cause he's just, he's all or nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. My last point. Cause I was trying to buy time to think. Cause I was uh, about the whole Jaden Hardy thing that um, when Luca's getting hard trapped like that, of course you want to find an open player for a three, but I don't know. I think Hardy could just pat, Pass it out to him, and then he can just drive to the, the bucket. Like, oh, God, like, I want more guys. Like, that's where – Dorian's gotten a little better at the willingness to do this. It's just super awkward where he will drive off those things. You want to have guys who are capable finishers for sure. It's not just the shooting. Yeah, I mean, if any, if anything, if they if the other team rotates late and, you know, fouls him, I think he's a decent free throw shooter. Yeah. So just let him cook like that. But he could be a liability on defense. I know he's young, but he's got to develop because uh, – and I'm just really excited about Josh Green. I'm glad he's back and – Hopefully they can just uh, just get a winning streak going to get, get some momentum. But the reason why they won the night is just because they flat out played hard. Yep. Like, that's, that's what it is. So uh, yeah. I, I agree. And I think Jason Kidd would agree. Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's um, let's go with David. David, how are you? Hey, Kurt. Uh, doing good. Uh, just got back home from the game and joined, uh, joined the party here. Oh, dang, I'm jealous. Fun. Look like a fun game to be at. Uh, this was a very this is a palate cleanser for sure. This was a this is a great game. Just uh, like the the crowd was great. Everyone was having a good time. Uh, everyone around me, we were all uh, agreeing that we were you know living in Josh Green Island, and uh, the hustle plays from him tonight were just fantastic. Like I, I missed seeing that energy <laughs> while he yep. was hurt. Yep. So the the the, the Josh Green energy is extremely important to what they do 
it, it's it's hard to quantify to te- people that don't watch the game regularly, but we just I don't know. Frank Nilakina tries to do the same sort of thing, but Josh is just so chaotic, and his strength is valuable. And I I don't know I. I like watching him play. I would like for him to do – he does this odd thing. Tell me if you've noticed this. When he gets the ball in the corner, he pump fakes to nothing. At, like he pass fakes to the baseline. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus, what – and, and for some yeah. reason, players bite on it. And I'm just like, I really just want him to like rise and fire or drive immediately. Right, right, yeah. He He seems to like – yeah, I think he's like faking himself out. I, I feel like he's still moving too fast sometimes. And I'm just waiting for like eventually Luca's like through osmosis to just slow down just enough to where he can really take advantage of that yeah. speed and not just be at 60 miles an hour nonstop. <laughs> yep. Oh, geez. Shannon Sharp has retaken his courtside seats for the second half. Sorry, I'm riveted by this because Stephen Adams. Is I'm like gonna have the to this story afterwards. Cr- the, Stephen Adams is is the like one of like four dudes in the NBA. I would absolutely that he just crosses like the do not fuck with this this man. And I I cannot. This is amazing. I just I'm ri- I'm riveted by the hundred percent. Anyhow, um, what else you got for us? <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, God, there was there was a number of things I wanted to. to to just like do shout outs on sure. uh, after this glorious win. But uh, the, the seeing Luca's like Luca had an expression of joy. So t- there's like multiple thoughts on this. Luca had a great expression of joy. And like his very last play, which was the alley-oop to, to green for like, it was, it wasn't a dunk, but it was like a rim layup mm-hmm. um, in open court on that fast break uh, right before kid finally pulled him. But that also led me to like me screaming for like going hoarse <laughs> for three minutes, wondering why that Luca was still out there in the fourth quarter. Yep, he wanted um, to get to his points average, so Joel Embiid is right behind him for the, mm. the scoring title, and I think Luca wants that at this point. I'm curious as to how it actually works, though, because Embiid has played 33 games, I think, and and Luca's played 42, maybe. I could be wrong, but it's like like I wonder if like number of games played comes into it. Interesting. I I thought it was he was maybe gunning like hoping that he could finish off the uh, triple double because he I think he had like what thirty four and twelve tonight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So and then he was just shot like four like like I think he was like six or seven assists. So I thought he was going for the triple double to so try and get I. the national spotlight and and just keep that MVP. I was thinking the MVP, but scoring title also. So that could be yeah. Yeah, I, I I felt like he'd probably gone a kid and just been like, "Hey, I I need, I need my I need my my stuff. We're killing it tonight, so just leave me in." Um, also, like undershirt look tonight. Good luck, what, Dad at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. It made me feel good about myself. So keep it up, Luca. Keep keep doing that. But yeah, no. The uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, so something I wanted to share something that would that would only be courts like if you were in the game like at at the event that i thought was really interesting that actually like it, it was it was it was like the quintessential moment so like um you know they have their like little like uh timeout shows and like little like vids and stuff that they put on yep and uh so one of them was uh they were asking uh some fan uh, to like it was essentially a memory game, and so they went through and they had uh, different players talk about the numbers of the, their their jerseys they've had over the years, and they had Bertans and they had 
uh, JaVale McGee and Dinwiddie. Anyway, so when they get to Dinwiddie, though, they actually give him the mic for a little bit. And he had, like, the most, like, deep, introspective thoughts on, like, his jersey number. And he's like, yeah, I was number eight. But now I'm 26, uh, and the reason for that is when Kobe died, I couldn't be number eight anymore. And so I wanted to do this thing where it was like my son was born in April, my birthday was April, and he's like, and then four and four made eight. And uh, so I couldn't, I was was still, it comes up to eight, so I couldn't do that. And then he's like, but my birthday is like for uh, April 6th, (laughs) and my son's birthday is April 20th, and that got 26, and then two and six made eight. So in a weird way, it's still honoring eight, and it's like that. And then, like, I was like, holy shit, that's, like, moving. And, like, like he, he – it was, like, deep all of a sudden. Like, there's, like, this, like, thing. And then they go cut to JaVale McGee. And he's like, yeah, it was the same number I had last year, so, you know. <laughs> Love it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is – encapsulates exactly how I view both these human beings as people. Um, yeah, so that, that moment from inside the arena, like I was just, I was like dying laughing. So that, that's something I can share with the, uh, the, the group here today, uh, and just love the win. It was, God, we needed this. We, yeah, we, we did. We way. did. I'm, I'm, I just, you know, thanks for joining us, David. Appreciate it. I, uh, I, I just, I love, it makes me so happy that everybody's come around to me on JaVale McGee. Um, it's just nice. Oh, well. All right. I think we had one. Oh, no, no more speaker requests. Okay. So I addressed this in the podcast and it's worth talking about right now. So for anybody that follows me on social media or, you know, gets on the internet at all, you might have seen that there were some really, really large uh, changes today at SB Nation. Uh, Vox Media, the company that owns us uh, and owns Mavs Moneyball, owns all of SB Nation, basically fired 7% of the staff today. Uh, Staff meaning salaried employees. Um, what that didn't talk about was the fact that they shuttered a bunch of websites and including a lot of contractors. That does not include Mavs Moneyball, which is nice. So we will still be writing. Our site is still open. They closed 10 other NBA sites, including like Denver Stiffs and At the Hive and Orlando Pinstripes, some sites that have been around for a really long time. It's pretty pretty frustrating for me because uh, I know a lot of people that do this. It's a passion project. You don't do this out of love. None of us make any money. Like I make enough money to like, you know, buy more energy drinks than I should every month. Um, but it's, it's not like salary it's love, you know? And, and additionally, what they also did was decide that as of the end of February, they're going to be shutting down, uh, or at least no longer supporting. And I don't really know what this means at this point, the SB nation podcast network. So that means like every podcast, I, uh, the feed that Josh and I run at Mavs Moneyball's podcast feed is a top 10 performing uh, site for most of the year for podcasts uh, because of what we do here. I do a lot of volume. We have a lot of people that come, but this year was also just a really big year for growth. And I'm a little surprised. Actually, I'm very surprised. Now what comes next? I'm, I'm not so sure on um, Josh and I still have a lot to figure out. I will say, I, I, I think that we're going to con- like, I don't want anybody to be necessarily worried about like us. It's we're going to find a place to do the show it's whether you guys are able to find us. Like I obviously the Spotify lives are easy to join, but whether or not we can, we can have the feed that we currently have that downloads to your phone or your, however you listen to podcasts that's up in the air. And I don't, and if that's the case, if we're not allowed to get that, which, you know, companies are interesting about this stuff. They might not let us have it just because 
it's going to be, it's, I mean, it's like starting over from scratch and we have some decisions to make about whether we would want to do, you know, a uh, join another network, which is a possibility. I'm talking with some folks already. If we would want to do a independent site, if we wanted to do something like an independent podcast, like the GOAT podcast, does that mean we would do subscription-based? Does that mean we would do ad-based? Because I think there's a market for local ads. I think most ad executives that do stuff at the national level are, are lethargic and lazy. Like, I'm sure the ads you guys get for the show are weird. What if you're a Dallas-based resident and you actually get ads that are appropriate for where you live? Um, wild concept. But, hey, who knows? Not me. So, we'll see. We're going to keep this going. Um, and, and John says Moneyball is such a great name, though. I mean, as far as I would consider it, I would you know, keep the name. Like, I don't care. Like, are they going to sue me for the name? I don't know. I mean, it's, they're the ones that have ended to do it. So I'll, I'll figure something out. I appreciate you guys letting, letting me know that you'd be willing to do Patreon stuff, but I, I just, I hate, I, I both would, I don't, I hate paying for stuff myself. So I don't, even though I do support a number of podcasts. So, all right. Um, just know that if changes are coming, I'll keep you guys posted. Thanks so much for hanging out with me tonight. Thanks so much for hanging out with me most nights. And we will talk with you guys on Sunday. Bye, guys.